Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Meditations and Musings podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your self-care coach and mentor. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking the time for yourself. One of my main intentions is when you press play on this podcast and receive my voice and what we're speaking about in each episode, I want this to be a little self-care bubble time for you, where you get to reflect on what's important to you, what your needs are, what your desires are, and really start to reclaim parts of yourself that you might have lost, which is what we're talking about today. I started this podcast about three years ago. I started teaching self-care to women see, probably about seven to 10 years ago. I started as a coach 20 years ago. So needless to say, my life has changed and evolved. And the things that I think about, the things that I care about, the things that I'm passionate about teaching and learning about have also changed over the years. So I wanted to clarify for those of you who are new here, and those of you who've been around for a while, that I am very committed to working with women who are over 40 and above. And the reason is that I'm not speaking about the things I used to speak about when my son was a toddler or a baby or pre-kids. I I care about different things now. And until I really claim that for myself, there were parts of me that still sort of wanted to speak to everyone. (laughs) The truth is I just don't want to talk about baby stuff anymore maybe until I'm a grandma, I don't know. Right now, um, I am committed to helping women over 40, and I'll tell you why in a second. I mean, the obvious reason is because I am in my mid-40s, and the things that I care about now are different than the things I cared about 10 years ago or 20 years ago. On a deep, deep foundational level, it's still at the core about claiming your voice, feeling amazing, love for yourself and your body and owning living life on your own terms that has not changed but what has changed is my own spiritual evolution has taken me to a place where i can see far back enough to understand patterns that have emerged in my life in the lives of of the women i've been working with for you know four or five six seven years now my my circle my divine self-care circle has been around for six years now. So even the women who I started working with six years ago 
are still in the circle, many of them are, and they have evolved. The things, the way that I'm coaching them has evolved. And I want to be able to, you know, really meet everyone where they are. But the truth is, I'm not here to help everyone at all times, right? And I think that's one of the first things that we need to really claim as teachers, guides, leaders. Yes, of course, we want to help change the world and everyone. But I truly believe that old adage, which is if you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So I am here for you if you are a woman in your 40s and above, because <laughs> here's what I found. When, and of course, listen, I'm not talking just like one person, right? So I know your story is different from mine and different from the hundreds of other listeners here and hopefully thousands. I don't know. I don't know exactly how many, but there's a lot of you out there over the years. And thank you for staying with me. And if you are under 40, doesn't mean that you won't get anything out of this. And in fact, you might get a lot out of this, right? It might be interesting to understand where evolution is going to take you and where, what's possible for you. But the stage that I am most interested in right now is when you are in a place in your life where you don't have other little people who are pulling on your energy physically, right? Because when our kids are small, they need things from us in a way that they don't need when they're in their teens and their 20s. Yes, they still need us. Of course they do. But they're not pulling on our leg. We don't have to pick them up and hold them. And that time is precious and amazing and wonderful. And of course, I'll forever cherish it. And in many ways, I'll miss it. But the way that my son needs me now is a very different way. I'm meeting him differently. Therefore, I'm meeting myself differently. Right? And since I've been teaching self-care ever since he was little, I've always had space and time to meet myself in a way that is nourishing for myself, that makes me uh, capable of showing up as a better mom, more present, more playful, not so serious, right? as much as I can. Right? I definitely have that capacity to be serious, which is why I believe I married my husband, who is just, you know, reminds me to just lighten up all the time. So the reason I'm focusing on this level, this stage, this phase is because there are phases. There's a time in your life in your teens where you are focused solely on your own needs. Your world is all about like your, what you need, your friends, your um, visceral desires. <laughs> like we're learning how to navigate the world with other people, social dramas, boys, girls, whatever. In our 20s, we then start to step into a phase of life where you are starting to see yourself in a different way, where you are growing up, maybe adding on more responsibility. Maybe you're starting to discover the path you're taking in your life, like your career and the work you want to do. Maybe you're starting to you know, find that some things you thought about yourself aren't true anymore. Maybe you're learning different aspects of yourself. Maybe you have landed on something you really, really want to do. That's a really wonderful place to be. But a lot of, for a lot of us, 20s is very much about exploring new places, new parts of ourselves, new skills, new identities, right? And the 30s, for many, not for all, are about taking care of your family. Whether you have kids or not, it's this time to like think about because most likely the people around you are starting to get married and have kids. And whether you do or don't does not make a difference. It's that, it's that era of our lives where that's in the consciousness of the people that most likely you've grown up with or you're are in your life or in your work area, that's what even they're talking about, right? So it's kind of in your consciousness there. And yes, I know that 
the statistics show that women are getting married later in life and having kids later in their 40s. So I'm not saying like this is for every, this is the, it's not a template, right? It's just an idea because even having kids in your 40s is a very different experience. And I have friends who have had kids in their 40s and mid to late 40s, I should say. <laughs> and it's a very different experience than having kids in your 20s or your 30s because you know yourself in a much different way. You most likely have more resources in a different way. Um, you know, the support around you is different. Your friends aren't having little kids. So it's a very different experience from what I've observed, right? I don't have kids in my, or I have, did not choose to have um, a baby in my 40s. So I can't speak specifically to that experience, but I do have friends who have, and it's a much different experience than even the same friends who I know who had kids in their 30s, who then had a kid in their 40s. It's a very different experience. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about children here. What I have found for the most part, that as you move into your late 30s and 40s, there is a phase, a cycle, which is not the first one to happen, but it's this one that is really specific and it's a very much spiritual type of awakening. And for some of us, it happens in phases a lot earlier. Like I know I've had many spiritual experiences, even in my teens and my 20s, but the reference point and the external validation and the just the types of conversations I was having were very different. Whereas in your 40s and above, it could be in your 50s or 60s, and I have women in my circle who are in those age ranges as well. But once you kind of climb over 40, right, there is this social norm that you are forced to acknowledge. And it might not even be something that you really thought about, but Society will help you think those things. <laughs> think like it's too late to do certain things. It's, you have to be quote unquote age appropriate. You have to start to question, you know, what you wear and how you wear your hair and like all these different things that have no relevance on who you are. But society wants to tell you that you are supposed to be a certain way. And every age has this. But specifically, there's this transitional place in the 40s where we start to, like, we're teetering on this place. Like, one foot is in a place of, um, you know, very clearly, I'm a mom, I'm, I am raising kids, this is what I'm doing, maybe I work, you know, all kinds of definitions of who you are. But then as you start getting into your 40s and your children no longer need you in that same way, there's a space that opens up. And the thing that fills that space is what I'm talking about right now. You get to decide what fills that space in your life when you're in your 40s, right? There's less people telling you what to do and how to do it. And there's less figuring out meal plans and school and all that kind of stuff. Though it's still relevant, it's still there, but it's less so, it less defines you. And so what I'm suggesting here is that it's the perfect time to start to reclaim parts of yourself that may have gone quiet or dim or have just been lost over the years. And some of those things are the way you show up for yourself and in the world. I'm gonna share part of my framework with you that I teach in the circle. And I'm gonna share with you one of the three steps in reclaiming and declaring your life in this phase. <laughs> on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, on a physical level. 
there are three aspects to it, but I'm only going to get into one of the aspects of it. The three aspects of this framework are in how you invest your time, energy, and money. The second one is discerning your wants from your needs in this new phase, because what you wanted 10 years ago is most likely not going to be the same thing you want today. And the third aspect is to routinely up-level and declutter your inner life and your outer life so that you stay present in claiming what you want instead of being driven by those around you and society. You start to navigate from your soul compass, what I call your soul compass from within. And the one that I want to talk about today is how you invest your time, your energy, and your money in your 40s versus your 30s or your 20s, and why it is one of the most powerful places to start in reclaiming parts of yourself. The way you invest your time and your energy and your money in your 20s and your 30s, or before that, before your 40s, um, is all about other people, right? It's all about what your children need, what your family needs. It's about um, becoming something that fulfills a role that you have. And so a lot of your time, your energy, and your money is taken up with figuring things out for other people. You're like the cruise director, right? You figure out your social calendar for your family, you probably figure out all of the activities your kids do, you probably figure out, you know, all the food. I'm not saying you're not supported by either a partner or family, but let's be honest here, right? The women in the house are most likely, in most cases, at least the director, right? You might be really good at delegating to your partner or your kids, but you're the one making the decisions. Once you get into post-40s, and your kids are no longer requiring the, that like daily minutia handling anymore. Um, or if you don't have kids, that's fine too. I'm not saying fine too is in like a second best. Like I'm not saying everyone has kids in their 40s. I have amazing women in my life who have no kids and they live incredible full lives. So it has nothing to do with kids or no kids. But once you hit your 40s and above, there's this, I don't know, I guess it's like an external question, right? Because you can see, you can look back at your life and see far enough to see the things that worked, the things that didn't work out as well, the things that worked out on plan, the tragedies, the losses, the mistakes, the successes, the things that you wanted to do but didn't do, the things that you didn't do um, because someone else didn't think you should do them, and everything in between. But now there's this little inner pilot light, which you have and I have, and we all have. And I think what happens in our 40s is that this little pilot light starts to turn up and burn brighter and heat you up and start to suggest new opportunities. Because now we can see from our 40s, we can kind of look ahead and see like, okay, I see every version of being 40 and you start to see different versions of being 50 and you start to see different versions of being 60 and 70 and beyond and you start to realize that the things that you're investing your time energy and money in now are going to start paying dividends in the future right whether you're investing time in your education whether you're investing time in your physical fitness whether you're investing time energy or money in your relationships you can start to see 
how they just don't happen by themselves, right? It's not like when we were in, in school, uh, elementary or middle school, where all of a sudden you show up and you make friends, poof, you're done. <laughs> like you have your circle, right? But as we get older, we understand that these things that we value and invest our time, energy, and money in have to be nourished. They have to be done with intention. And we can no longer abide by living by other people's idea of success. You can start to see how it just doesn't fit anymore, right? If you're, start, if you're still in a place where you're comparing your own life to anyone else's, you can start to see how that is a slippery slope into sadness and doubt and inertia, essentially, like you just stop, right? So one of the key aspects of investing your time, energy, and money is deciding what success means to you, your own idea of where you want your life to start going, right? And you understand, like you've had enough time behind you to understand that things take time. Instead of wanting everything now, you understand like, oh, this is, this is something that needs to be nourished. You understand that when you accept yourself and love yourself, you, you treat yourself and others differently. You start to see how judgmental you can be about yourself and others when you're feeling shitty you know, or in a bad mood. You can start to connect the dots and you start to wonder, get curious. And curiosity can lead you to all these amazing places. But if you're drawn to this podcast, to my work and to my voice, then I will venture to guess that you also have part of yourself that really feels like, oh, this is my time. This is my time to raise my standards. It's my time to explore parts of myself that I put away on the shelf a long time ago or in the back of the closet. It's my time to decide who I want to spend my time with and how I want to spend my time. It is my time to be what I want to be, right? It's my time. That's what the 40s and above feels like. It's my time. Like I have given so much to others. It's my time now. And this does not mean that all of a sudden nobody matters. And you're like, all right, kids, you're on your own. Like, No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is it is my time, your time to claim what you really want, right? And the other aspect of the framework that I teach, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, I, I know I promised you a workshop back in uh, November, or sorry, late October, but didn't quite happen, but it will happen in November. Um, another aspect of the framework is really being able to discern your wants and your needs and how to pick them apart from what other people want from you. So, there's no directive in this particular episode today, but I, what, what I want you to take away is asking yourself these questions. First of all, the prompt of it's my time. I would love for you to grab your journal when you're ready. And this is how we do the work, right? This is the inner work. You don't just listen and sort of get inspired for five minutes and move on. If you want to do the inner work, this is the inner work. If you grab your journal and at the top of the page, just write, it is my time to. And just let yourself put on a timer for 10 minutes or five minutes, whatever, but no less than five minutes. And the reason I say that is because it's very easy to stop 
at the most obvious things. It's my time to be successful. It's my time to make money. It's my time to be happy. But I want you to go beyond that. I want you to really close your eyes, take a breath, and just get into that deep, juicy soul part of yourself. It's my time too. And don't just stop at a one-word answer. So for example, you could say, it's my time to make more money, but don't stop there. (laughs) Say, so that I can, right? It's my time to love my body so that I can, right? Let yourself go deeper. And as you're doing this particular really simple but powerful prompt, you're going to find that your ego will try to distract you, right? Because when you claim it's my time to, what your mind and your ego hear is that you're about to change shit up. And your ego doesn't really like that. Your ego wants to keep you really safe. But in order to really step into and claim and reclaim those parts of yourself that you've put on the back shelf for a long time, it's important to write it, speak it, read it. It's important for your own eyes to read it on paper. And the reason you do it on paper is because it slows your thinking down enough. Whereas if you write it on your your laptop or your computer, it's easy to just type real fast and forget it. But when you write, it's a very different kind of connection with your brain, with your inner self-reflection. And it can be very transformative, even just starting to write those things, because then your soul compass starts to recalibrate. And if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you know I actually recorded an episode um, all about recalibrating your inner compass and why it's so important to make sure that when you are calibrating your inner compass, you're calibrating it to what you want to calibrate it to, what is important to you, not what other people think you should do. That's episode number 206, how to calibrate your inner compass when you're feeling lost. That's a really good episode to listen to next um, after this if you want some more guidance on how to do that. But in the moment, right now, you know, if, you, if you're not near a journal, then just save this and do it when you have some time. Light a candle, pour some tea, like really make it time, time to invest, right? This is what we're talking about, how you invest your time, energy, and money now in this phase of your life is going to start to recalibrate your compass, your soul compass into the direction that you want. And it's like a really beautiful ritual too, to say I am now at this place in my life where I'm going to consciously choose to invest my time, energy, and money with intention. And how you get to that is by claiming it's your time, it's my time too. And I can't tell you what that is, I can give you ideas, but what I will say what I do teach and what I will keep teaching in my circle as we move into 2021, I believe that it is your time to put yourself first. It is your time to love your body without judgment. It is your time to raise your standards and no longer tolerate what doesn't serve you. I believe that it's your time to play more And last but not least, I believe that it's your time to make a shitload of money or more money so that you can choose with your finances. And if you need another prompt, I'm happy to share this with you. There's there's two more. 
So if you're finished with the, my, it's my time or you want a different way to put it, you can say it's my time to blank in my relationships or it's my time to blank in my physical body. You can just start there and start to really paint the picture so that you can create the next steps. That's what I help you do in the circle. Okay. You might want to listen to this episode again. <laughs> That's what I do when I hear something that like all of a sudden shifts the way I see things. I'm, I want to make sure that it's not just like one and done or I turn the episode off and I move on, but in fact, it's something I actually do and embody. So you might want to re-listen to this, write down those questions that I asked you, and I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how this landed for you, what your takeaways are, and the best way to do that is to snap a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your story in Instagram and tag me at Elena underscore Lipson. You can also message me in Instagram at Elena underscore Lipson and let me know how this landed for you. And what, what else do you want to talk about? Like, I want to know what's important to you in this phase of your life because the conversation is only going to get juicier and deeper. All right. I am so glad you stayed with me till the end. I know you're committed because you're here. And I, I trust that this is the time and investment that is worth your energy of time and investment of energy. And yeah, I'll see you on the next episode. And if you have ideas for episodes, like you're like, I really want to talk about sexuality or orgasms or relationships in my 40s and 50s, I want to know because I have my own ideas, but I'd really love to know from you. And the best way to send that over is to send me a message on Instagram. And as always, if you got something from this, I always invite you to leave a review and let me know how you're feeling. Of course, it helps other people just like you find the podcast and if you want to share it with two or three friends or sisters or women in your life who are in a similar phase, then send it over and have that discussion together. All right, go take care of yourself and I'll see you on the next episode of the Meditations and Musings podcast. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elanalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.